PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 377 of Cinema Crespadiso. How you doing? I am Chris Crespo in the Crespadiso studio, checking out the weather threat level. Weather threat level update is canary yellow. Listen to those birds sing. Juicy Cogburn, how you doing? Uh, they're going to be dead soon. Juicy Cogburn. <laughs> it's the canary in the coal mine, dude. With an elegy to the... Oh, yeah. I forgot about the man about the old canary in the cold mm-hmm. they're gonna die first that's how you know you have to run the fuck out of there but if they're still singing then we're good yeah when they stop singing that's when you know we're fucked oh okay oh no it was a very noisy morning as i was sitting out back uh out of my house today well then there's no poison gas in the air oh thank gosh unless they're all immune <gasps> dum, bum, bum. oh i have that so uh drew Cogman, we're here we're doing our thing we saw a movie via the enzians website um they are teaming up with their distributors who already have uh, like online portals set up to, to stream movies. Mm-hmm. So they're just working together to, to put out movies um, earlier than planned and streaming them. And they're giving a decent amount of profit, some of these distributors, to uh, the, the theaters, right? So if you go to KinoNow.com, I'm pretty sure it's a website. It's actually, if you just go straight to their website, they give you a thing where it's like you can check by movie theater so you can see if you can support your local theater. You can just search by movie, see how it goes. For us, it was 12 bucks to see, to rent this movie. But $6 went to the Indian. There we go. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good cut. They made some money. They made a, li- a little bit of money, hopefully. Hopefully, other people are using these services. That's the thing with these VOD services, Drew. They don't really, uh, as 
enticing as they are, seemingly. Not that many people ultimately use them. Yeah, I mean, if it's not on Netflix or Amazon or, you know, something major that somebody mm. probably already owns. Right. And then if it's some sort of pay-per-view VOD thing where you got to go to some service that's not even, uh, mm-hmm. like, one of the ones you already have access to, then it's another uh, hurdle, small hurdle, but enough to keep you like, I ain't going to fucking bother with this. I'll just wait for this to come up on whatever service I do have. I'm already am paying for Um, But we saw my God. I always want to say Bukarao. I, nope. I always want to swap my A's and my U's. Nope. Bakurao. Bakurao. Brazilian. Yes. Uh, played at the Con Film Festival last mm-hmm. year. We won a won a um, audience prize. I think it was like a finalist. Well, so, it did win some prizes. It says it won the Con Jury Prize. Jury Prize. Okay, there we go. That's a good prize. I mean, not exactly the Palme d'Or, but it's not. You know, it was nominated for the Palme d'Or. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so that's some good stuff. Uh, and I can see why, because it's like genre and crazy, but also uh, slower paced and um, arty, uh, weird, weird for sure. Uh, not too concerned with conventions. No, <clears throat> not whatsoever. Yeah, and instead just being like, you know what? I feel like making a whole bunch of different movies together in one movie. I'm okay with that. With a lot of obvious uh, allegorical stuff. Yes. Right? Oh, duh. Crooked, crooked politician shows up. I brought you supplies. <laughs> I got you food and coffins. And I created Look coffins. at all these books. I brought them coffins for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. And the books. Well, I mean. Just dumped the books in the middle of the street. I mean, I have a feeling he was bringing them coffins under the guise of, you're going to need them. Oh, wait. You're not supposed to know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did I bring the coffins? Tony Jr. What a weird, dumb character. Uh, for a wacky movie full yeah. of caricatures, yeah. not so much characters, no caricatures, but caricatures, right? Um, and it's funny going into this. I just part of the reason we saw is because it was going to play at the NC. Mm-hmm. It was scheduled to open there this week, and then said they put it on the website. Would they have now like four movies, four or five movies available through three different distributors? Like mm-hmm. Magnolia Pictures is doing it as well. So I think that's who has the Whistlers, maybe. Which is speaking of Canary, it's set on the as a section no. on the Canary Islands. This movie, The Whistlers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to learn how to whistle. Any anything anything you can see can be said by whistling. <laughs> oh yeah, well. In this movie, there's multiple times where people no, no, do no, thing no, where they like stick it, their fingers. No, no, no. In 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 the Whistlers, they do it with one knuckle in their mouth, in like the, this. Uh, in the side, like yeah. they, hook, they hook their own mouth. Mm-hmm. In this movie, they do the traditional, like either stick two fingers or they do uh, in the front. I can't. I, I was, I've never been. I've never been taught how to whistle like that. Uh, I've been like, I, you can now like, go to YouTube and it's a matter of like sitting around, like blowing like an asshole into mm-hmm. your fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you lice off those fingers good these days before you stick them out for extended periods of time, I would say, right? Um, the... Going into it, otherwise I may have checked out a trailer or looked at some description, but since it was just online and just can sit down to watch it anyway, I was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Just, the only thing I knew going into it had a Rotten Tomato score of like 83% or something like that. Okay. And that's because it's noted like on, the, yeah. on one of the pages I saw when I was clicking mm-hmm. through. So, as the movie started, and we're with this couple going into, going into the town... And we're following them. I'm like, all right, this movie's gonna be about interesting. This, it's gonna be about this girl. Okay, so <laughs> this girl seems very important. We're gonna follow this girl. And then she gets for, to the for town. a little bit. She is. Yeah, seems she's very important. We're following her. We're in her perspective, right? Show up to the town. There's a funeral. That's why she's back because of a funeral. Yeah. That's what's drawing all these people together to this town. This important time. And uh, and then we meet her father, 
and he's giving speeches like, oh, this guy's a very important figure in the town. Oh, he's obviously it's a lot. It's gonna be about him. But it's gonna be his story, right? Keep watching. Uh, and then Pachote shows up, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, but they call me Casio, and he's getting into all these details, and he has these videos. Okay, obviously this is the guy. Maybe <laughs> he's the hero. This is the guy we're following. Nope. And it just keeps going down the line until like it just keeps jumping around. It, uh, it, I mean, it's linear, but you're jumping around from no characters. Character keep, yeah. Yes. So that by the end, oh, not so yet. like if, like like to get from one place to another, you follow this guy and then once there if something happens to him we follow some other guy back yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and then maybe they allude to someone or say some no. names but it may be not to like 90 minutes into the movie where you, meet, you actually like, meet them you meet some them what the hell and they, see how awesome their mullet is and their the rest of their clothing their, oh that sound means the episode's, episode's over. over thank you for listening to this week um yeah the, the some interesting clothing choices towards the end of the the movie for sure uh it's yeah i was not expecting Expecting it to be more of an ensemble. And then also, I'll say this. Uh, I don't think this is spoilery at all. Watching the opening credits, it said... All, all credits, obviously, in the Portuguese. Because it's a Brazilian film. Mm-hmm. But it said Udo Kier as Michael. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. Udo Kier's in this fucking motherfucker? Yes, and then when I look, look back on the poster, his head's huge in the top. It's just but a very artistic rendering. Well, I mean, I guess he is, like, the bad guy. He ends up being, like, when I saw it at the <laughs> end, and it was, like, all the way at the end, and Udo Kier, I was like, oh, cool. He probably has, like, two scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's probably going to be the ultimate bad guy or involved in all that or whatever's happening. But I bet you he's not going to be in it very much. He pops up maybe a quarter of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. maybe halfway. But then from that point forward, he's in it quite a bit. And I was, I was like, yeah, this is this is an Udo Kier movie yeah. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just running around with a fucking rifle being oh, weird. Man. Being weird. <laughs> but he prin- and being like, he has principles. And being like, I am not a Nazi. No, I'm not a Nazi. I mean, I probably am, but I'm not. <laughs> say, oh, I'm probably descended from Nazis, but I'm not, I'm not a Nazi. No, the, the, the timeline's so mad. <laughs> I was in Vietnam for crying out loud. <laughs> That's what he should have said. That would have been funny. Uh, obviously, we're not talking about the overall plot details, what's going on in this thing, because I think it was very fun to sit down and really let it unfold. Yeah, it was a weird, wacky movie. Yeah, it got to... It, it was like, like halfway... Strange places. Strange places, and it was like halfway through the movie where I was like, oh, this... Is <laughs> then even then, I was like, there are still questions. But at the end, it's all answered. Yeah. It's not like a big... Uh, mystery box or whatever it's all when it's all over it's all like outlandish and crazy but in its own way in its own road it makes sense and you get it so um oh uh violent as fuck oh dude what l- l- times longo Lungo, Lunga, whatever, Lungo, Lunga, whatever, his, whatever name his name is that once, wow, that guy. W- once he gets involved in the story <laughs> it's just fucking it is all on once, <laughs> once he's unleashed uh yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of fun performances, and I really like the little town, um, the detail, like there's a DJ, yeah. who, the town DJ just has his truck, he wears a Wu-Tang shirt yep. and gold chains. Yep. <laughs> he's, got, he's got his truck that has a big yeah. screen on the back and a bunch of speakers, yeah, so he can play videos. They do it for everything. <laughs> yeah, he does Use it for the parade, funeral parade, and then. Uh, but then even later, when the politician shows up to like campaign and drop him off supplies, yeah, he's, he's there. He's got and he's got a similar LED truck, yep. and I was like, is that just a big thing in I, Brazil? It's probably just the way it is over there. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty cool. I think we should have more people driving around with screens. I mean, there had it's very Blade Runner. I've seen. There have been truck for a while. They did LED trucks. For, yes, they. I see a couple of them in town every now and then. But yeah, they're, but they're, they're yeah, they're not huge though. 
They're not huge. They don't have to be huge. The yeah. ones in this movie, the guy has a small one, uh, and he stands next to it with the with the microphone plugged into the speakers in his truck. I guess, and he does everything out of that, and he does like the weather, and he plays music, and he's like reporting town news, news yeah. for a town of like the forty people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be you, Chris. That could have been me. <laughs> That oh. is you. That is the Baccarat version of you. I did see the appeal. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I could be this DJ Khaled looking uh, fat guy mm-hmm. in the town. Yeah. But like providing the service no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like innocuous but, but enough. It, but it's that still every, almost essential. Yeah. It's like, everyone, but it's fine. <laughs> every now and then he stumbles across something okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it's it's harmless. Yeah. Um, I don't really like that detail in the, in the TV screens and... Uh, and just like the the way the town is laid out and everything, and then the, once the mystery starts setting in and shit goes down, the many mysteries, the many mysteries, and all sorts. Of, yeah, it's a lot of it's really interesting. It's really interesting, really cool, and I highly recommend it. Agreed. So, so I mean, I guess people would just probably go to listening to this now. Easiest way, the way that we would prefer you do it, is you went to nzion.org. Is it nzion.org? Yeah, nzion.org. Mm-hmm. You can click through there to get to the like, keynote, or you can go straight to keynote.now.com and then look up NZ on there and do it. I mean, either way, but try to get them some money. Or I guess if a theater near you is closed, you can support them too. See if the service is for their theater as well and support them. God, I don't know. I did see on Instagram, I'm following some accounts, Corazon, Corazon Cinema. Okay. Uh, I think they started following me, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'll follow them back. Let me, let me pull them up real quick because since it's here in Florida. We have listeners here in Florida, obviously. The Corazon Cinema and Cafe is in St. Augustine. Okay. It's an art house cinema and cafe located on 36 Granada Street in downtown St. Augustine. Getting a free plug here, guys. Obviously, they're closed now, but if you go, it says if you go to their website, The Perfect Nanny, Balloon, and Baccarat. They have Baccarat as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a cool way to support uh, the smaller independent-owned theaters. Profit and non-profit alike. For-profit, non-profit alike, I should say. Uh, to make sure they stay afloat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, scary times out there for, for some reason. I'm not sure exactly why. The other new movie I saw this week, Drew. You may have seen people posting about it online. I don't know. Less to do these days. I'm assuming you're poking around on the social media just a little bit more. Mm, not really. Okay. Uh, the Platform. Ah, that's on the Netflix. Yes. A uh, Spanish film called El Hoyo, El Hoyo, O Y O, which is the hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. which makes more sense. Well, right. the either or title makes sense actually. I mean, they're, they're, from what I've seen in the trailer, the platform moves through, through a, a hole, hole, through a hole. So, and that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like uh, like a cube type thing. Yes, there are very easy <clears throat> um, parallels to make with other movies. It's very cube. People who don't know, first you should watch Cube. All right, a lot of fun. God, super fun, low budget uh, Canadian. Vincenzo Natale, he just made what a wacky fucking movie that is. I think his last movie was that Stephen King adaptation where the tall grass grows, something like that. Another Netflix thing. I don't know, but if you really like the Cube, there's like a bunch of sequels too. There are a few sequels. Um, Remember that movie Splice? Yes. That's a Vincenzo Natale movie. Okay. Yeah, that guy's weird. That is, yeah. That guy's weird and wild and interesting. D- dude makes chick thing that might be part human definitely has sex with it. <laughs> and and definitely... Uh, and I think it definitely kills him afterwards? Uh, is it like praying mantis or whatever? It gender changes at one point too. Oh, yeah. I think. I think. Fucking weird movie. Awesome movie. Splice. 
Um, so he's the one who did Cube. And Cube is uh, people wake up in a room that has uh, a hatch on all four walls and a ceiling in the floor. And uh, they have to choose which one to go through. And the next room they go into is almost identical, except it's a different color. And they're maybe booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like there may or may not be like walls of fire or giant saws. Yes, or... yes. So, so many terrible things may happen, or nothing will happen. Yeah. Or you open it, you'll find a person in there in a similar situation. Yeah. And, and no one knows how they got there, and uh, and that's the whole movie. That's the premise. Yeah. Going from room to room, and then you're just like astounded at look at these guys building two rooms, right? <laughs> change the color, uh, change the way you shoot it, and now you have a huge imagined structure. Yeah. The platform, the same thing. Yep. Two rooms <laughs> with a hole in the middle so yep. you can see up and down. You can put the camera in each one and then obviously change just every, yep. CG the, the going all the way yep. to levels all the way up, all the way down. Um, and then inside the rooms themselves, it's just like beds, yep. <laughs> sink. That's it. It is one of the uh, sparsest uh, uh, sets you can come up with. They spent more money on the food. Food. That had probably had to be reset every time or how whatever. Well, however many times. Yeah, interesting. So for what uh, the setup of this movie is that um, this dude wakes up and he was uh, he voluntarily asked me to put in the hole, which is uh, a type of prison in some sort of unspecified. I have imagined this topic future mm-hmm. where, or you know, maybe just like Mexico. Man, <laughs> just Mexico. Um, and where uh, he wakes up in this room with one other person, and then there's a room above him and a room below him, and each room has a number. So he wakes up on like 48 or something, and then his the guy he wakes up with is this old man, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're on 48. This is a good level. You should be ha- you should be happy. 48's great." And what's going on is food comes through once a day. It's a platform that goes through the hole. It starts on zero where it's loaded up, and then there's people on one. As it goes down. The two people in each room get the chance to eat. And it's not even... The table's there for a short period of time, yeah. and then it goes on. Uh, so the problem is, by the time it gets to 48, the table has been ravaged. Absolutely ravaged. Uh, which makes it even worse for the people, you know, down below. So mm-hmm. it goes on and on. But then it's about more than that. Then it becomes about the psychological effects of living in such a place. Um, it's revealed very quickly that the room, the level you're on, is you're on that level for 30 days, for one month. And then at the end of the month, you are in the middle of the night moved to a new level and there's no rhyme or reason (laughs) as to you could wake up on level two or you could wake up on a low low level Mm -hmm. and i don't want to say the number because they keep teasing that number and then it keeps (laughs) growing and you're like what (laughs) oh my god how far how far does this go this is impossible (laughs) um it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun how they reveal all the details of that type of thing you know thoughtful uh, sci-fi that's more about the ideas and how people treat each other mm-hmm. in such an environment mm-hmm. um, and that's your fun this one guy who's voluntarily in and everyone else is like why Why would you why would you do this uh, I, I recommend it it's, uh, it's really good here's the thing so there's a problem I do have with it the when it ends it feels like it's finding its footing in terms of like how we're going to wrap this thing up mm-hmm. but it is ends up being similar to Cube and that it's sort of like a um, 
like if when I when you have a philosophical a philosophical when you have a phosphorescent debate <laughs> when you when you when you're talking about someone about like ideologies and ideals and you're debating and you're arguing and uh, and it's fun and it's interesting and then you get to the end of the game and like and yeah, then we resolve nothing mm. right <laughs> uh, and that's it right sometimes that's cube uh, at the end of cube yeah. you're just like oh well, okay. okay well that's well, uh, well that's the some cube. good arguments good there. arguments interesting interest uh, philosophies mm-hmm. and and that's the cube. <laughs> Uh, platform is kind of similar where when it ends, like try to strive to have an ending, but I don't feel like it really. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. the, the journey was much more enjoyable than the destination. Gotcha. Uh, remember that movie, The Signal? Yes. Where it was about same the, thing. Yeah. Journey much better than destination. Yeah. Then he finds out the end. It's like, oh, he's just on like, oh, a, yeah, yeah, whatever, like a soundstage or something. <laughs> what was the ending to that? It was something stupid. Lame. Yeah. It's like this is super mysterious and crazy. And then he gets in. It's like, oh, it's just all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, yeah. The journey's way cool though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So platform is very similar. Where it's like, oh man, I was really into it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then as I was ending, it's like, yeah. And then it was there's this one. Thing I was like I understand it, but it's uh, kind of corny. And then as it ended, I was like it didn't really right. didn't stick that landing. Yeah. It was doing a great, you know what the Olympics, the high bar, low bar routine, mm-hmm. yeah. that, a great routine. But got tired towards the end, almost slipped a couple of times, and on the dismount, uh, face plant, ankle fracture. <laughs> Still landed, yeah, but ankle fracture. Yeah, it's like oh, you're gonna feel that for a while. Pull the carry strike. Yeah, yeah it could have been better. Yeah, <laughs> they're finally making that movie. I mean, seriously. Gotta make that movie. Uh, I mean, obviously, once they start making things again, who knows when that'll be. So uh, the platform is pretty good. We're obviously now into our media diet. I watched the last couple episodes of Better Call Saul, cut up in that. Um, Westworld. And then uh, Westworld. Yeah, so you saw Westworld. Better Call Saul, I'm only halfway through season three. It's like episode five. I think they're doing 12 eps. Okay. So it's just like... Yeah, ways to go. Ways to go. Wheels in motion. Oh. Uh, but it's cool. But yeah, well, Westworld Ep 2 was very, very interesting. So what do you think about the uh, little Easter egg in there? That Easter egg. Such a specific... Was that just them cutting corners? And like, we already have these data files. I mean, maybe... We can, we can hit up HBO. I don't... Like, I, don't we... I, I mean, the... It, it's all one roof. Now it but does, here's the, but, but yeah. it opens up questions, though, Chris. All sorts of questions. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> all sorts of questions. Yeah. Like, all, all crazy questions. I'm pretty sure. Have you ever seen... Did you... I know I keep asking you this. The original World... The, the movie? The, the, yeah. Yeah, the 70s mm-hmm. one. So yeah. there was... Uh, uh, Westworld, obviously, the Western one is the main attraction, the movie. And then I remember, like, Roman World. But was yeah. the other one Medieval World? Uh, I think so. so and then a, they had Future World. And then Future World's a sequel, which yeah. I never saw a sequel, where it's like outer space mm-hmm. stuff. I get it. Um, so was that then really uh, sort of like a, <laughs> a nod to like, oh, the original movie has that. Uh, so we're teasing that as well. I don't know. And this is our IP, so we can do whatever the and fuck then we, we can, want. And then we can throw this and in I'm, here. Because it is such a specific design. And, and I'm sure... What a specific design I choice. mean, the... Westworld was so like meteoric when it first started. Yes, you know it was, and that it was hard, and that was still in like the very, like, the heyday of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sure at one point in time everybody was thinking like, how could we, could we ever does this work? Or, or was it some weird last minute decision? Or yeah. like, what kind of design choice can we do? Well, we can do that one right there. Is or it, maybe is that it? Where's that yeah, from? That's yeah, it right there. Uh huh. Or, or maybe it was... Uh, so specific. Or maybe homeboys were just in the office one day, and it was just like, hey, 
<laughs> over lunch. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Hey, I mean, you, we'll, we'll, we'll send you the dragon file. We'll yeah. just hop in our suits real quick and just sit there. We don't, we only need to be on screen for a couple seconds. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it raises questions, Chris. Well, I guess it almost falls into fair use at that point. <laughs> <laughs> raises questions, though. Very interesting questions. Uh, the whole episode raises interesting well, yeah. questions. <laughs> I like that it was a. Uh, uh, Mave? Mave? Mave. 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 I like that was a Mave episode. Yeah. She's my favorite character. Always has been. She's great. Dorothy's cool, but uh, well, now Mave we, is wild. Now we've got, you know, three main players, three main stories. So we got, and, we got Bernard and, and, and we got And Maeve. apparently, she, you know. But then, it, what, what, what is on what timeline? Uh, we Did, have you even thought about that yet? <laughs> have you even thought about that yet? Because I started thinking about that. I was like, what timeline are we on? <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet, Chris. Uh, I guess not. Have we? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and at the same time, I mean, we don't even necessarily know who's in whose bodies, who's beware. Like, we, we, we know who made it out. Yes. We're going to have to make our own judgment because we're not going to get fucking spoon fed. Oh, hello, so and so. Blink. Okay, so that's. Yeah, yeah. Until it's real. Oh, this has been a, a clone of a person or a copy or whatever. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the f- big some big interesting reveals in in episode two that makes me think all that stuff's happening later than the stuff that's in episode one. Like who knows how much later? Who knows? Or maybe maybe earlier. Maybe earlier. Maybe at the same time. Maybe <laughs> in a different universe. I don't know. Westworld's so weird. It doesn't even matter. It could ultimately all end at this point if like they ended this season or next season. Uh, and then again, here's the story, and it was over. And I be scratching my head, like I don't try. I don't really get it. Yeah, it's another <laughs> point of like the journey's fun. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. At this point, I don't know if I necessarily need it all to to make sense. Uh, Just an entertainment along the way. I guess as well as like when people watch Lost, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of lost in the story. Yeah, and they're like, oh, a new mystery. That's fun. No, we're not going to pay attention. Okay, no, no, at least Westworld closes up. Yeah, Westworld's a lot uh, much more smartly written than that. Um. So yeah, yeah. Westworld was fun. Better Call Saul was fun. And then I'm a third of the way through this book. Uh, uh, Douglas Preston is the author of The Lost City of the Monkey God. This dude, Douglas Preston, is a writer. Who really? Got, uh, he's a writer. Is, is, that, is that why you wrote a book? Well, it's surprising. Sometimes <laughs> you get books and they're not writers. And then as you read it, you're like, oh, this guy's not a writer. <laughs> like I could not read American Sniper. Oh yeah, because he's not a writer. He's terrible. And he, yeah. and and he did have. It was like it does say on the cover, like Chris Kyle and someone else, like whoever he dictated to, and then actually or did edited the typing it or whatever, and then edited down his conversations. No. Uh, so you're just reading the way he speaks, and then like after 40 pages of this guy going back and forth between. Um, lecturing me on uh, the softness of people today and then going into great detail describing guns. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, this guy sucks. This book sucks. I'm not reading this shit anymore. I'll just watch a Clint Eastwood movie with that fake baby. Remember that fake baby? <laughs> I can hashtag so fake. never free that fake baby. <laughs> um, I'm a third of the way through this book and this book is about this dude who uh, got asked to join a an expedition, a fun expedition into Honduras. One of the most violent um, uh, corrupt, uh, uh, narco-trafficked, controlled countries in the world. Really, really cool. bad place. With a section of jungle called um, and it's called Mos- Mosquieta, something like that. Not named for mosquitoes, mm-hmm. but it's a name for people who uh, who had muskets. There were musket fighters, and uh, the section of jungle that they suspect there is a city underneath called the White City, Ciudad Blanca, also called the 
city of the monkey god because mm-hmm. the legend is that there's like a a big monkey totem or big monkey statue have, that they worshiped have these guys talked to the uh the lidar people yet Drusakara, <laughs> that, that's chapter uh eight seven through yes! nine the, the, the dude even got hitched a ride one day in a small converted cessna no. to fly over the jungle uh, while they did uh, their lidar uh, reading, yeah, like, cramped they, in the space, his knee accidentally shut off the machine for a minute. Dude, ever uh, they, they they did it once, and they they started that technology in Egypt. Yes, and they were just trying to get like underneath the sand. Yes, and they were dumbfounded by the amount of shit that they found mm-hmm. underneath there. Yeah, it's wild. So then they decided to start using it in other places, and not. But, it's, it's the same thing in the jungle. They are finding like the entire lost civilizations, and and this is one of the, the problems. Just getting to it now. Problems. The problem is 100 get into it. That's what the rest of the book is going <laughs> to be about. Because I'm just getting to that part in the book. But the first third of the book is like um, explaining the legends. All right, the hundreds of centuries worth legends of the of the city and surrounding legends, and then uh, a bunch of explorers and stuff who. Uh, some of them cons, some of them for real, mm-hmm. uh, going down to Honduras and uh, uh, looking for the city or other things or whatever. Um, it gets into how, like, fruit companies with American money have destabilized the politics and, and the government, which then cause all this shit to that be possible. Right. It's, it's uh, very thorough in a short amount of time. It's really well written, really well put together. Uh, and it starts, the first chapter, The Gates of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Porta del Infierno uh, talks about some of the dangers because the, um, the the first chapter is him talking about how they got together in the in the conference room in Honduras and the team lead is this ex um, SAS guy mm-hmm. who's like I'm in charge my team is in charge I know like you guys you're in charge of your things but once we're out there we're in charge of everything what we say goes and then he went over a whole bunch of dangers that they would have to look out for oh yeah because I mean like. It's th- thanks for doing all this, you know, fun scientific and exploratory stuff. But if you want to survive, you have to listen to me. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, and then Drew, this is where I peace out immediately in real life, where he goes. The number one danger to look for is the, snakes. The fur, <laughs> the fur, the lance, not just snakes. <laughs> oh yeah, plenty of snakes. <laughs> but this one specific one. Oh, good. <laughs> I just I shivered. I literally shivered. The Fur the Lance called the Barbara Amalia, the yellow beard, is um is terrible. Let me just read this quick little package. Comes out at night, attracted to people and activity. It kills more people in the New World than any other snake. It's aggressive, irritable, and fast. Its fangs have been observed to squirt venom for more than six feet. Oh, it's a squirter. Okay. <laughs> um, and they can penetrate even the thickest leather boot. Sometimes yeah. it will strike and then pursue and strike again. Uh, oh, and it often leaps upward at strikes. Mm-hmm. Fun. Hitting above the knee. Yeah. Well, that, that that way it can get into your good blood vessels and get your heart faster. Fuck yeah. So uh, if it doesn't kill you through a brain hemorrhage right away, mm. then uh, the lump that was struck often has to be amputated due mm. to necrotizing yeah, nature yeah, of the poison. Um, oh, and they were going to an area where choppers cannot fly at night or in weather, so evacuation of a snake bite victim might be days. <laughs> mm, so you die. So they have all these things, like Kevlar snake gaiters that they have to wear at all times, but even then it's not enough. And uh, It's got to be careful. you got to be careful. And that's just the snake's part. <laughs> if you want, there's a picture here in the middle of the book of a, of a snake head that's been cut off and tied to a tree as a reminder to everyone to be careful. Because yeah. they killed a dude, this dude that's given the debriefing killed a snake on the first night. 
I was just looking at those pictures and I came across. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was just drinking some iced coffee and I'm looking at the, uh, with the with the mouth yep. pried open so you can see the fangs. and those dead eyes just staring at you. <laughs> okay, um, here's a lecture about the disease bearing bearing insects, mm-hmm. uh, mosquitoes, sandflies, chiggers, ticks, kissing bugs, scorpions, bullet ants whose bite Ooh, equals yeah. the pain of being shot with a bullet. Um, oh, perhaps the gaseous disease endemic to mosquitia is. Mucocutaneous leishmaniasis, sometimes called white leprosy, caused by the bite of an infected sandfly. The parasite migrates to the mucous membrane of the victim's nose and lips, eats them away, eventually creating a giant weeping sore where the face used to be. <laughs> he emphasized it was important to apply deep from head to toe on a regular basis. Oh, Drew, why would these people do this? For fame and fortune? I can understand, but still, why? <laughs> Uh, of course, scorpions and spiders climb into the boots at night. That's why I have to have them upside down. Ooh, vicious red ants that swarm the understory and which at the slightest tremble of a branch shower down like rain, get into your hair, going down your neck, biting like mad, injecting a toxin that would require immediate evacuation. Yay! Uh, many plants sport thorns and spikes that can draw blood. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and try not to get lost, essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in, if we're talking just about jungles, I mean, there's also, you know, big cats that will eat you. Oh, my God. The jaguars. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's already they, they stories will, about they, jaguars They will and stuff straight up fucking eat you. Um, the amount of dangers are innumerable in this fucking, in the gates of hell. In, in, jungles in, are scary, bro. In one of those scariest places in the world. And, oh, God, oh, God. And then, and then the guy holding up the body underneath it. Look how long that thing is. So much power behind mm-hmm. that bite. Oh, my God. So um, it's a fascinating read. It's super enjoyable to read so far. The, all the legends and the history tied to this place are amazing. And now I'm just getting to the part where um, the their LiDAR tests have come back and they can finally see the city and everything. And they're like, all right, we're going in. Now I've got to get there, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um it says here on the back of the book, P- Preston, the writer, and others contracted a mysterious and incurable disease. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's on the back of the book. Can't wait for that part. Obviously, he, he's, uh, he wrote the book and it came out. So, we'll see so he, he didn't die immediately. Not immediately. He got out of there somewhere. So that's, that was, that's been my media diet for, for a week. I haven't been, uh, I've been working. A lot of people aren't working. Yeah, you uh, I've are. Been, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work mostly from home. Uh, but as such, I have not been able to like devour media mm-hmm. as others have been able to. So, uh, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Drew Sakai, what do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, I watched some awful movies. Nice, let's hear them. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> okay, it was really bad. So, so this would be the third one, technically. I think the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was it really a reboot? Yeah, yes and no. Like what? What? What is? What's? What is it was movie? a movie about them trying to stop the reboot of their movie. In so doing, rebooting the movie. Uh, they caused it to happen by trying to stop it from happening. So time is a circle. It was bad. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Uh, the redeeming qualities were every once in a while having people pop up like. He got Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to come back for a couple seconds each. Sure. And now they they are much more, you know, they, they have reached levels of stardom far beyond Kevin Smith. Yes. And they started with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all when together. You see, when you see stuff like that, 
that was funny. Everything else, J- J- Jason Mewes did not age well. No. Uh, Kevin Smith did not age well. No, no, uh, no. The series did not age well. It was a movie post um, heart attack, mm-hmm. so he's skinny. Mm-hmm. Skinny's not funny. It's just not. It's just not good. Yeah, fat is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, skinny can be funny, but you got to be skinny from jump. It's got to be right. It's got to be right though. It's gotta be, you can be like Justin look funny. Yeah, yeah, but mostly or Mulaney funny, right? But mostly we're looking for. Uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. We, we need some big fat guy to jiggle and, and go, hoo, 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 and then we're like, yeah, look at him jiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Farley. Oh, God. Rest in power. Um, okay, so Jane Silent Bob reboot. <clears throat> Not good. No recommendo. No. All right. Also watched The Ghost Rider. The one word? Yes. The Ghost Writer? Pierce Brosnan, Ewan McGregor, early 2000s. Pierce Brosnan, Ewan McGregor, early 2000s. What the heck is this? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know one wants to talk about it? Uh, 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 before uh, the Netflix's Punisher, before he was the Punisher, he had a small role in this movie, and so did the other Belushi who's not dead. Um, Bernthal? John John Bernthal, Netflix Punisher? And uh, James. Big fat James. Mm-hmm. He's big fat too. How come he's not dead? A L- lot less cocaine. Yes. Uh, and talent too. I, I guess it's just the, the, the sheer talent must absolutely just kill people. It's like a it's like a black uh, yeah. the, the 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 light that shines brightest uh, burns half as bright. Exactly. Roy Batty. Uh, what's the movie? Is it about a literal ghostwriter about someone hiring yeah. a writer to write something for him? Yeah, yeah. Pierce Brosnan hires Ewan McGregor to write his memoirs. He's some sort of like uh, diplomat person who did some awful things, and his first ghostwriter was just killed, and now it's a mystery, and it's. Very bad. So it's uh, supposed to be a thriller. Like it's it's probably based on a book, right? Like a Dean Koontz book mm-hmm. or something. What makes it so bad? The, it, the it, story, it, the acting, direction. Like what's going on? All here? of it. It's just, <laughs> it, it, just <laughs> it's a buffet of terrible. <laughs> no, no, nobody's doing a good job. The story is not a thriller at all. Like the 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 end isn't you know big revealing. There's no ups or downs. It's right. just it is very. Blase. It reminded me very much of uh, the commuter. Do you remember the commuter? Le- I never saw that one. Le- Liam Neeson on, the on train. a train. I never. I saw the one on the plane. It was bad. The one on man. the train is the same director as the one on the plane. I figured, you know what? It's probably the same. It's thing. the same thing. It's yeah. just a it, decent premise, good actors, awful movie. And then it turns out, well, yeah. and then when by the time Scoot McNary shows up, like I don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's a bummer. No. Sorry, Scoot. They didn't even show up in this. So <laughs> this is pretty Scoot. <laughs> <laughs> This is pre-screwed by a few years. Um, he's in some uh, New York theaters, like, uh, slaving away, probably. Um, uh, okay, so over 2 so far. on uh, Where did you see The Ghost Rider? It was also Netflix? Like, uh, so I, I forget. I think maybe... The Ghost Rider might have been on Amazon Prime. Okay. All right. Shout-outs, Amazon Prime. You know, like, 80% of Amazon Prime members don't use the video service. I get it. Is that wild? No, it's not. It, people sign for Prime, and and that's not even the main reason. That's why I signed up. Yeah, no, I I, I just signed up to have Prime. But even now, at this point in time, I got ready to use it. You don't even use the the video. I, I use the video more than I use the actual the actual service, service right? Yeah. yeah, if I can buy it somewhere else, I'll usually buy it somewhere else. Uh, although those Amazon boxes that host actually is Whole Foods closed. No, it's open. Um, all right, what's we got? I also watched. Uh, the new Tom Segura special on Netflix, Ball Hog. Oh, all right. Was that any good? It's funny. I like, no. I like Segura. I've never t- watched any of his specials, though. If, if you like Segura, yeah. If, I've only heard him on podcasts. His, spe- his specials are funny. You yeah. should watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his... Uh, could you like classify his style? What would you, how would you uh, describe He's kind him? of... Uh, he's almost... He kind of does like some of the off-collar stuff. So, you know, things that 
offend some people, but other people laugh at. Taboo topic yeah, sort exa- of type yeah, thing. Yeah, he, he's definitely uh, kind of the dry humor. And he also, he's a big fan of like the, the switcheroo where you, you think he's going to say this joke, but it ends a different way. Sure, like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, the, so, the, the swerve. Yeah. He's into the swerve. Shout mm-hmm. out to Swervey Jones. Uh, Tom Sucker, do you remember the name of it? Ball hog. Ball hog, that's what you said. Ball hog. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not the ball hog you think. After watching the special, you'll understand. That's how it always works. After the name of the special, then you find out why the special's named that. And in the special, he's sitting there with like... You're like, oh, ball with, hog. With, 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 with a thing of balls. Yeah. like, And you're like, oh, he's a ball hog. He must, you know, must be it's like some different ball hog. Different, different ball hog. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So that's a thumbs up? Yes. All right. Very cool. Also watched the uh, Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. Did you watch the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, seven 40-minute episodes. Seven episodes. Yeah, I've been, I'll probably watch it this week. Everyone will be, talk, be talking about it. But yeah, tell me about what your impressions of the Tiger King. It's fucking ins- pe- pe- People who own big cats and exotic animals in general. Like privately? Are bonkers. Yeah, they are weirdo people. Like, they're just so fucking weird. And you know you, you get it. You, you get this story from all sorts of different angles. And the great thing about it too is this: this thing must have been st- this. It definitely looks like this project was started at one point in time. Mm-hmm. It got to a certain point. They had to stop for whatever, and then they came back and finished it all. Nice. And because a lot of the footage from, from like 2013. Nice. So so before when did he run for president? Was that 2012 or 2016? 2016. That was when he ran. No, no, he ran for president in 2012. I think he ran for governor in 2016. He actually got 20% of the vote in Oklahoma. For the governorship? Yeah. So he ran again? Yeah. So 2012. So then he ran in 2012, caught someone's eye, and they started filming him. Smart. Because yeah, I, I remember. Oh, no. The, he definitely he got caught by different people's eyes. There was a, one guy who had produced a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and like, an, in, like an actual television and movie producer. Yeah. Saw this guy and yeah. f- saw what was going on and was like, this is fucking gold. And apparently, it's, <laughs> oh no, because oh. online for the last week we can have it's it's been if it hasn't been about uh, world events, it's been about the goddamn Tiger King. I cannot wait for Danny McBride to play this part. No. <laughs> for sure, right? it's gonna be fucking Jesus Christ. But then the stupid <laughs> jokes, Alex, can be mad. It's on him. Cast me. I'm here. <laughs> I play myself. Uh, I don't want to give up anything. But oh, he... don't give it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, he they... is here. But he, let's just say he can't act right now. Oh well, <laughs> let's get the like they should have got Master Legend to play himself for the Master Legend show. Like uh, I said, they got a uh, man. What's his name? Uh, dude from Deadwood, yeah. Saul Star, uh, John Hawks. They got mm-hmm. him. It's like it's too much talent to throw behind that kind of role. You got to go with the natural charisma itness of crazy man of, Mas- like, of Ma- like, Master a- Legend, actual crazy dude. I remember, <laughs> I remember when he did an episode of SBK Live, and he was like, "I got my friend off crack cocaine." Yep. And I was like, "Guys, <laughs> a real hero, <laughs> a real crazy a hero, real crazy hero." Um, Tiger King Seven Eps, yeah, I yeah, forty minutes each. It I- is bonkers. And then dude. I heard there's um, a podcast out there that's pretty popular right now. That's like <clears throat> sort of a companion piece type of thing that. Uh, is even like longer in terms of hours mm-hmm. and has like way more information that yeah. they somehow couldn't even fit into. I'm sure no, seven it is almost hour long episodes. It is, cra- it, it is the craziest story. All, yeah, I'll definitely. And watch the it character, and the cast. What, what makes it perfect is mm-hmm. the fucking cast of characters yeah. and, the, and the fact that these are 
real goddamn people. And it, oh man! I mean, the wow. fact that so it just it just popped, and people were talk, start talking about it. immediately. They were like, uh, "Take this online quiz, which uh, which Tiger well, King." Well, dude, I mean, seriously, if if you just Google Joe Exotic, like you're gonna like. Oh, those crazy man's like fan art now. D- depending on stuff, depending crazy. on the picture of him, you get like you look at him and you're just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Oh no, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I remember the presidential thing, and I yeah. think it was uh, John Oliver did a bit on yes. it or whatever. They and, they actually used that bit in in yeah. the documentary. Yeah, and it's uh, like this guy's fascinating. And then when this thing yes. came up, it was like Tiger King. And then I saw the picture. I was like, oh shit, that dude. Oh yeah. And then immediately is. I was like, yeah, it makes sense that this guy would be fascinating <laughs> enough. Yeah. To fuel oh, this yeah. whole, oh yeah, oh yeah, this whole docu series. Yes, um, yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that for sure. Bonkers, All dude. Right. Tiger King, seven eps done. Also watched uh, the Love Me When I'm Dead, the Orson Welles documentary on well, Netflix. I, I enjoyed that one. You liked that? Yeah, it was good. I'm looking forward to watching uh, the other side of the wind. I have yet to. Uh, I haven't watched it. I have yet to watch that. Um, the, the it's fascinating. It, it auto played afterwards, and I was like, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> I'm not in the mood for like it now. Yeah. After that documentary, a super arty, like yeah. dense. Uh, exactly. It's like two hours, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but those, what's it called? Uh, don't love me when I'm dead. Don't love me when I'm dead. Uh, the whole thing with uh, Bogdanovich um, getting dissed on the, the Tonight Show thing, and all yeah. that was super interesting. It's all crazy. Um, and then and then that makes. Even more since having read this Easy Riders Raging Bulls, because that really covers Bogdanovich's career. Yeah. And at that point, he was at such a low point. He uh, his movies were flopping. Uh, his public relationship to Sybil Shepherd was falling apart. Then to have uh, was it Brando? Mm-hmm. That was with them. Brando and Orson Welles. Like Al Bogdanovich, fuck that guy <laughs> on the most popular program. <laughs> oh, how did he not kill himself at that point? Oh, they'll, they'll love me when I'm dead. Yeah, that's a, that was a super interesting one. It was. Um, so you watched this and the Palma uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, I've the, got the time for it now. Got, and the all this stuff's been on my list for a while. There's so. a, I gotta get that, the Palma one done. There's a Spielberg one on HBO that I want to watch as well. Okay, I haven't seen, I haven't found that yet. It's just called Spielberg. Okay, and it's supposed to be pretty good and no. like very similar to mm-hmm. the Palma. I think it's similar to that maybe he's just sitting there talking. Yeah, that clips, clips, clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thumbs up for yes. for you for, for me for a documentary. Yes. Right. So we got three thumbs up, two thumbs down, and then last but not least, I watched this thing on Hulu called because you know every once in a while I watch the Ancient Alien stuff yes. because it's fun to watch and they're a bunch of crazy assholes. Yep. Uh, so there's a two hour and fourteen minute movie called Beyond Majestic, and this fucking takes the goddamn cake Why? of everything. <laughs> Alright, what the hell is this Alright, Chris. <laughs> this is Ancient Aliens. Okay. Plus Nazi conspiracies. Plus Hollow Earth Theory. Okay. Plus how Operation Paperclip made Amerinazis. Plus how there's an Antarctic Nazi slash American bases. Multiple ones. Okay. Uh, it's, it's all built in ice. Which is a damn shame because they all must be sinking into the ocean right now because Antarctica's melting. Yeah. So it is all melting. Just, just be, be on the lookout for you know for defrosted de- de- Amerinazi Amerinazi bases. Is this a documentary mockumentary? What it, is this? It's thing? made one of the guys that you see on Ancient Aliens all the time. It's his version of, but he covers it all, dude. I'm not even done. We've got all that. Then we have the reptilians and. The, the moon and Mars Nazis, so there are already Nazis on the moon and Mars. 
Okay, yeah, we've we've on, talked about that. On, on interstellar U-boats. You, you, you've mentioned that, on, that that have been going since the 1930s, apparently. Yeah, uh, I did not know that that was a thing. What you mentioned yes, before, moon Nazis. Uh, a, a friend of mine, an old friend of yours. Yes. Uh, apparently, he, he maybe, maybe this, this is for he, him. Yes, this is this, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, the uh, elongated skull people. Yes. Uh, enhanced humans and secret societies. The mm. evil central banks are the ones that are funding all of this. The evil central banks. They, they are evil central banks. Are and, they're, they're, and they're funding uh, a multi-trillion dollar secret space agency, and they have been since the 1940s. Of course, when space was invented. Mm-hmm. Is, there, are, is there a good central bank doing battle with them? Or they're good, no, are but, they good rebel banks? But <laughs> Trump is working with the good aliens, and his uncle actually raided the Tes- Tesla's personal files, apparently. Nikola Tesla? Yes. Wow. Apparently, okay. According to this movie, Trump's uncle. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So apparently, Trump knows about free energy. I got. The and best, he's on the good guys' part. I got the best energy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does make and sense then, that someone who does something like this would be pro-Trump. And then we're gonna add in QAnon, future tech, time travel, the literal Matrix, and how and at the end he says to that that you need to be the change you want to see in the world. What? <laughs> So he's a QAnon guy? Is that like QAnon all of it. is real? Yes, all of it. Ugh. All of it. How can all that stuff exist together in one mind? It all exists in one two-hour and 14-minute documentary it's thing so, it's, so, it's so exploitive. Uh, yes. Is it well-made at all? It's as well-made as the Ancient Aliens show. Is it entertaining? I mean, if you just like laughing at crazy people. It might be good just to know what crazy people are thinking. Just like, oh, this is what's going on out there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised that there wasn't anything about the flat earth theory in this. Even they were like, that's too <laughs> We can't go hollow earth and flat earth. We can't, we, do we, we can't do flat earth and ancient aliens. It, it's a flat earth, but it's like a big, thick platform, <laughs> and it's hollow. It's like a big, empty chocolate bar full of dinosaurs. What's in the middle of the hollow earth? Aliens. Oh, that's where the aliens... That's, the, where, the reptilian, that's where the reptilians live. Oh, okay. They're different, they're different species of aliens, Chris. Some of them good, some of them bad. I gotcha. There are also um, so there are good and bad there. There are also there are also malevolent interdimensional what they call archon forces, which like suck your soul and feed okay. off fear. Uh-huh. Oh, like Thetans. Yeah, fucking oh, crazy wow. dude. So they're like libertarian Scientologists, kind of. Wow, <laughs> truly is a cake of everything. It's, it's a that's dude, a disgusting it, cake. It is fucking bonkers. It's like here's a vanilla cake with uh, <laughs> with uh, chocolate thing and uh, but also uh, a pork chop in there, and it's covered in in asbestos, and uh, we serve it on the on the back of a yeah, a monkey man. And that was on Hulu. So and that's on Hulu. Yeah. Shout out to Hulu for putting out the interesting it, stuff. It's, it's called Beyond Majestic. Beyond Majestic. I highly recommend. Watching. The biggest recommendation from this it's episode so fucking weird. is for Beyond Majestic. Oh, and if you're while you're watching these crazy ass movies with mm-hmm. crazy ass series and crazy ass documentaries on Amazon Prime, Chris, that movie that we always talk about the cra- with the the crazy the, conspiracy theory about the, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, George H. W. Bush killing JFK. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Yes. it's called uh, Dark Legacy. Dark Legacy. It's, it's there. I highly recommend that everybody watch it. It is it is so crazy and far fetched yeah. that. But if if true is fucking just like it's like all right there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's truly wild. It's poorly made, but uh, at the end, the circumstantial evidence is there. It's all there, <laughs> and and they have like a bad a bad PowerPoint presentation yeah. that looks like a digital version of like the red 
strings yes. going everywhere. So Agreed. All the things yeah, being yeah. tied together. Yeah, yeah. The documentary is not made well, but the information is fascinating. It's fascinating. And apparently they also made a, uh, a sequel about how George H.W. Bush also killed JFK's son, JFK Jr. Because, of course. Because he was in the way yeah. of... Uh, nothing. Nothing. He was just a debutante. <laughs> a male debutante. A debutante. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, really drew the big question that I think that we, that is going to lead us into the break here as we uh, go into the second half of the show. The big question we need to know is why was Nixon also in Dallas, and why was the comedian there dun, dun, when he said he officially wasn't? Uh, I saw Washington. So all right, we're going to take a break here. We're going back with the second half of the show, and then uh, that'll be it for today, I predict. If you say so. Makes sense. Keeping up with the show. True Chicago, don't you know? No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, Twitter? At anti. No, at Ah, tricky. <laughs> <laughs> at True Chicagoburn. It's not me, but they do a great job. And other uh, anti hero on Instagram. Yeah, I don't really use Instagram <clears throat> or Facebook. There's no point. Uh, yeah, but guys, you can still find them and harass them. Send them DMs. Slide into those DMs and talk QAnon conspiracies together. Uh, maybe, make, maybe you can make some new QAnon friends. I don't want any. They're the worst kind of people, Chris. <laughs> the worst. Uh, Twitter, I am Chris Crespo. Hit me up. Uh, the show is at Crespo D. So that's where I'm keeping track of the Crespo Hundo 2020. Uh, also, people in the Facebook group, Cinema Crespo D. So uh, doing Crespo Hundo stuff as well. And uh, I put up the comment question thread for the week. Uh, no one used it. So no comments, questions there. We've been getting a lot of good uh, posts in the Facebook yeah, they're making some good stuff in there. Oh, with actual posts themselves? Well, yeah. For, yeah, sure, people post People watching. Stuff. Yeah, sure, people post for good stuff. For their hundo. Yeah, absolutely. There's always good stuff in there. Uh, but, I mean, they could do more than just, like, leave reviews of things they saw. They could talk about anything they want. And they, they often do. They have apparently chosen not to. They've this chosen week. not to communicate this week. That's fine. It's a one-way street. Uh, except for email. CinemaCrespediso at gmail.com. You can send us an email, and we'll read it just like this. Got an email from my buddy, Matt. What's up, Matt? <laughs> Oh. You got all those. Hey, guys. Because I couldn't pick one. 
watched X-Men Dark Phoenix on HBO streaming this week. Ooh. I was looking forward to the film because before... Uh, I was looking forward to the film before it came out, mm-hmm. as I was familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. From since it was new back when we were kids, mm-hmm. I liked Sophie Turner as a young Jean Grey in the X Men Apocalypse movie, and was hoping for a proper adaptation to wipe away the stain of the X Men three attempt at the story. Sure. However, I heard from Drew that it was originally going to be two movies that got blended into one when the Disney purchase of Marvel deal happened, and when it came out in theaters, he soon informed me of how awful it was. Mm-mm. And so I held off seeing mm-hmm. it until now. Mm-hmm. All those things are true. <laughs> okay. There were parts from the original story that made it into this movie, and there were elements of it I liked, but indeed, it felt like a movie that was cobbled together from what was supposed to be too. I thought Michael Fassbender as Magneto was great in the other films, but didn't like where he took it here. Jennifer Lawrence seemed like she didn't want to be in there at all. At all. Sophie Turner is gorgeous, and I think she's a talented actress, but she couldn't carry this film. To be fair to her, she should be granted the opportunity of a good script before one determines whether or not she could carry a film generally. I disagree. I think she can't act for shit. Whoa! Dramatic! Ultimately, I think that the film can be summed up with an analogy. It's like getting a hand job from someone with their non-dominant hand. At first you're thinking, all right, well, this could be good. But after a while, you'll realize that it's not working out well at all. And by the end, you're just disappointed and frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of The Stranger. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I mean, but it's a stranger from somebody else's non-dominant hand. So it's even weaker than yours. It's, it's, a, even, it's, and it's, even, it's a stranger stranger. That's the strangest stranger there is. Yeah. That's what I thought Stranger Things was about. <laughs> Non-dominant hand, <laughs> yeah, non-dominant hand jobs. Yeah. yeah, no non-dom hand jobs or something else. Uh, interested to hear what you think. Glad search term. Interested to hear what you think. Glad you are still podcasting and keeping it going amidst the situation. Oh, thank you. Looks like the entire business model of making films is going to change if there's no box office revenue anymore. Hope to see something good in a theater and discuss it soon. Uh, thanks, Matt, buddy. We appreciate it. He did not heed your advice and eventually succumbed to the, uh, the I mean, temptations of I, watching Dark Phoenix. I know he would eventually watch it. I just wanted to make sure that he didn't, you know, spend good money on it. Uh, that he has properly yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, ready you know, expectations. If, if you're, you're going to waste your time, that's on you. Sure. I was just sure, saving sure, him from sure. wasting money as well. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bummer of a movie. Could have been a lot better for sure. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. Maybe could have been. I don't know. See, that, been, <laughs> remember when it came out? I wanted to rewatch the Last Stand. They'd be like, "Is that really that bad?" Wait a minute, were these good? Which yeah. one? Which one? These were bad. Which one was good? I'm confused now. No, they're both bad. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I guess nothing is X Men Origins Wolverine. Ooh, very few. Th- oh man, that's its own wild level of incompetent. Yeah, I mean, it is just so. Fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. They're going to do X-Men Origins Magneto. That derailed... That movie derailed the Magneto movie. <laughs> that movie should have derailed like all of comic book movies <laughs> for, for all time. It should have derailed <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's whoa, a, we're, we're, we're done here. That's anymore. it. We're, we're, you know what? We're not making movies anymore. We're this done is, here. This is a... <laughs> we've unleashed the hell upon the world that... Uh, that is a, a, a no-mouthed Deadpool. When he had like... <laughs> he had like a... Roger Rabbit claws stick him out of his hands. I was like, what? <laughs> the cartoon claws. And who is this random guy doing a gambit? And then it was uh, <laughs> going on to do John Carter, parentheses of Mars, close parentheses, a uh, battleship. Oh, that was another bomb that he did. 
He did a few movies that are just like, oof. Oof, my goof. This guy keeps getting chances. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? He's it was done, weird. I'm, he's done some decent work, too. He's a, he, he, for sure. He, he did it Into the Wild. He has done decent work, absolutely. But then the he did a string of movies where he was the lead, and none of them worked out. It was like mm-hmm. Sam Worthington, right? I'm sure he's good. He must no. be good in the auditions. But then he does, like, Clash of Titans. And all this stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, man, it's no Gods of Egypt, all right? Movie is wild. They bled gold paint. So strange. Why are they the paint is leaking out of them? Um, Yeah, Dark Phoenix, bad, bad. You don't think Sophie Turner can act at all? I I think she's good enough to carry a scene. A scene, sure. And you know, to do her job in a movie, but to be like leading actress in something, no. That's a a heck of a lot. She does not have. I mean, I agree with Matt. She's beautiful, but. Yeah, sure. Beauty schmuty. I mean, Steve Buscemi yeah. is a great actor. I'm about to say, is. that motherfucker can carry a movie. He's ugly as sin. Has he carried a movie? He's car- He carried Boardwalk Empire, for sure. Carried a series. I, don't, I wonder if he's ever done a lead. Uh, well, he was the lead of his own movie, uh, Trees Lounge. Did you ever see that one? No. It was in that wave of... That, the wave of Indie movies in the 90s where some money's being thrown at people to, to do make, stuff. Yeah, to do stuff. And he got in on it. And I remember being like very, very 90s. <laughs> it, it's pre Mumblecore, is what it is. It's a 90s version of Mumblecore. They spend all, they get a meager budget and spend it all on the uh, uh, music because that's what Tarantino did. Worked for him. Sweet. Um, all right, well, that's it. CinemaCrespiso.gmail.com for emails and we'll read them just like that. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. so, uh, it's like, it's like, what do I, ha- what do I have here? Okay. I got some stories here. Might be a short episode today. Over uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. China, they're trying to turn the corner mm-hmm. on the, on the virus. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been dealing with this for months now. And don't add, come on, add. And uh, for so long that they, you know, they closed the movie theaters a while ago, yeah. and then they reopened them, and they reopened okay. them in like one area that was like one of the least hit areas, mm-hmm. and um, they opened like five hundred screens, something like something really small. Like I mean, this says here there's seventy thousand movie screens in China, okay, and they opened like five hundred no. of them. Just test the waters, test the waters, and then to try to get people to maybe come back to theaters, they then re-released a bunch of big hits. So Wolf Warrior Two, The Wandering Earth, which are their uh, domestic hits, mm-hmm. they put out all four Avengers movies, uh, Green Book because that won Best Picture last year. And uh, a couple other things, and then uh, box office reports came back that each theater had essentially sold one ticket okay. a day. Okay, cool. So so people are still not ready to go back to theaters, they, apparently. They, they were scared to go back, and um, this is over 600 theaters are open. And then Beijing's film bureau, who controls everything, just announced shutting it back down again. Okay. So mm. it was a failed experiment. They got scared. Didn't Open work. it up, shut it down. Didn't work. Uh, there were rumors about Wonder Woman 1984 being released on HBO Max oh, when it eventually no. debuts no, on it. No, come on. Theaters. Yes, theaters, right? One of the people who uh, really didn't want that to happen was the Patty d- Jenkins, the director. The director. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. I want people to see this in the theater. So I agree. So do I, Patty. So do I. They have very, um, uh, this is according to Variety, 
They're getting very... Uh, let's, let's chalk this up under... Optimistic. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully optimistic. Rescheduled for August 14th. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. That makes a little more sense. Possible. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, at this point, the biggest movie to stand firm and not reschedule was Tenet. And that's set for... July 17th. I don't know what's happening. I know. That sucks, right? Oh, Wonder Woman's only a month later. Yeah. After that. So. Well, I mean, four weeks is a long time when it comes to a uh, pandemic. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, I would love to be able to go see Tenet in theaters on that day, but I really, I mean, watching New York fall, Boston's next, after that, New Orleans, like, I don't know what's going to be left. <laughs> Nothing. Wasteland. Wasteland of bodies. I mean, hell, dude. We might be able to uh, film Escape from Cleveland on the cheap in Cleveland. In Cleveland. <laughs> but then we won't be able to escape. We're going to release it there. <laughs> we can't get the film out. Fuck. They want us in. Man, this pandemic moves fast. Um, yeah, and then Patty Jenkins, she uh, went ahead and is quoted as saying, uh, she tweeted, We made Wonder Woman 1984 for the big screen. And I believe in the power of cinema in these terrible times when theater owners are struggling, as so many are. We're excited to redate our film to August 14, 2020 in a theater near you and pray for better times for all by then. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, meanwhile, Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. was attached for a short time. She was one of five directors, I think, signed on to attach uh, to direct uh, Thor, The Dark World. Ooh. Remember that one? Mm. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Ultimately ended up being directed by Alan Taylor, who uh, was coming off of a string of very well-received Game of Thrones episodes. And um, like some of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. And um, he did that, and then oh, Terminator I mean, Genesis. I mean, I, I get it. At that point in time, this was pre-YTT Thor, so this was still Kenneth Branagh's Thor, so it might as well have been fucking Shakespeare. It's working off Kenneth Branagh's Thor, and it's after... Was it post event and post Avengers, but pre Age of Ultron? Mm-hmm. Weird nebulous time there. <clears throat> she says here, I did not believe that I could make a good movie out of the script that they were planning on doing. I think it would have been a huge deal. It would have looked like it was my fault. It would have looked like, oh my god, this woman directed it and she missed all these things. That was the one time in my career where I really felt like, do this with another director and it's not going to be a big deal. And maybe they'll understand it and love it more than I do. You can't do movies you don't believe in. The only reason to do it would be to prove to people that I could. But it wouldn't have proved anything if I didn't succeed. I don't think I would have gotten another chance. And so I'm super grateful. So she uh, smartly left Thor because she saw the script was trash. She didn't connect to it. And she stuck around and eventually uh, got Wonder Woman. There you go. And that's working out great for her. Yeah. Didn't the first one make a billion? Something like that. Probably close. And if Wonder Woman 84, if that happens to be the first movie back, one of the first movies back. I'm cool with that. Uh, man, talk about money. Mm-hmm. All those people are like, I want to see a movie. But then, well, theaters immediately implement 50% capacity things just in case. The future is going to change, Drew. It's a real bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. But... That happens. You know, after 9-11, everything changed. I mean, Chris, the the only thing constant in this world is change. The only thing constant is... Wait a second, what? Mm -hmm. You heard me. You blew my mind. (laughs) You blew my mind. Does gravity change? Does it get stronger or weaker? It depends on where you are. 
I mean, over time, though. Depends I'm on. in the same spot. In my spot. If I stay here over time, it'll get stronger or weaker. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> 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 this, is, uh, not, this is not our territory. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't know what happens to gravity when the sun goes fucking red giant before it goes supernova, but... At that point in time, it engulfs the Earth, so... I thought you were going to say, I don't know what happens to gravity when the sun goes down. Like, what no. do you mean? What, you stay inside? You think outside of <laughs> gravity? No, no, no. Um, so the... I'm talking like billions of years from now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the uh, this company called Scanline, they're a VFX company, and they put out this press release announcing how they have 650 members, crew members, scattered throughout LA, Vancouver, Montreal, London, Munich, Stuttgart, and Seoul. Mm-hmm. And they're all working remotely from home mm-hmm. on their VFX shots for Avengers The Eternals. Ooh. So The Eternals in post-production. Still being worked on. Still being worked on. Similarly, George Miller is using uh, Zoom and other online applications to do auditions for uh, Mad Max Furiosa. Yes. So, so that's happening. Yes. That's happening. He's actively working on it. Which, I mean, guy's like 78 years old. He needs to really get to cranking. Yes. Uh, yeah, happening. Yes. It's happening. They're doing auditions online. Yes. Trying to gear up to some sort of a final shoot. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if I can love another movie the way I love Mad Max Fury Road. It's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> you don't have to. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be Fury Road. It can just be its own thing. I know. You know, it could be like a like Beyond Thunderdome to uh to uh Mad Max two. It's Road Warrior, Mad Max, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So it could be like the Beyond Thunderdome to Mad Max, where eh, it's not exactly as good. It's no Lord Humongous, but the Thunderdome is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he makes a mistake where it's like, oh, I don't like the Feral Kid in two, <laughs> so let's have like a dozen kids in three. We're like, oh, oh. No. what is this now? What is this not? Captain Walker. <laughs> uh, Gotta go to Morrow Morrow Land, Captain Walker. Captain Walker. <laughs> Walk away. Walk away. <laughs> Leave. Was it Cast Town? Walk away. Yeah, but they did have that weird fucking. Uh, they did have the, the weird kid from Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, the weird kid. Yeah, the kid with the fucking the, the fucking war boy with the fucking all whited out and fucking black eyes. Oh yeah, they did have a bunch of <laughs> war boy kids. Actually. They, they had yeah. one war, war child. boy. Yeah. War yeah. boys. War. Yeah, they had one. They had one war boy in Mad Max Three. That's true. Um, the final story I pulled here is about Guy Pierce. Someone I don't even know why this came up. Someone asked him about working on Prometheus. Okay, where he played a uh, old mm-hmm. old Peter Whalen, yeah. old man Whalen. Was it Peter Whalen? And he said it was mostly good, but what do you think was the biggest pain he asked about making this movie for him? Where he played an old man. Probably the makeup. Goddamn makeup, Drew. Quote, it's been very cool being a part of the alien world. It's also cool to get to play Peter Whalen. I mean, the guy who kind of created it all. It wasn't so cool having to wear five hours of old age prosthetic makeup. I would get up at two in the morning. Sit there until seven. <laughs> be driven to work and would start makeup at three and would start work at eight. And they could film with me until 2 in the afternoon, and then I was done. Probably took a few hours to get everything off. Uh, and he goes on to say, now this sucks. This really sucks here. He goes, I only did about 10 or 17 days. The tricky thing about the character was I had to wear a sort of metal exoskeleton as well. 
which means I couldn't sit down properly. There was one day where I went in, did all the makeup, got to my room, and they said, oh, just running a little bit behind this morning. We'll, we'll get to you. I went, okay. Well, another hour went by and another hour went by. At about one o'clock, they went, so it's up to you. You'll <laughs> probably take this off or we might get to you. By this point, I'm atrophied to the spot I don't think I filmed that day. Imagine get up at 2 in the morning, just five to, hours of makeup. Just to sit there for another however many hours. Not even sitting, like sort of sitting. I yeah. imagine it being in this uncomfortable metal thing for hours in your trailer. And then eventually it gets you like, yeah, we don't need Learning to do that. Well, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> that is truly why. <laughs> why they got SAG rules and these people do get paid decent money for, for doing some shitty stuff sometimes. But, uh, man, I haven't seen Prometheus in a while. Hmm? I remember being so hyped for it. And then enjoying it when it came out. But a lot of people don't like it. I also haven't rewatched Alien Covenant since that one. What was that, uh, what was that movie, uh, Escape from the Moon? Escape from, oh, um, uh, yeah, the one where um, they got sued. And lost. And lost for <laughs> ripping off Escape from New York. Um, what was that movie called? I forget, but that movie was good. <laughs> that movie was a fun movie. Yeah, he's just doing Snake Plissken. Yeah, he, he's Snake Plissken. It's just Escape it's from moon, the Moon. Moon prison. Yeah, it's just Escape from the Moon. It's it, it's it's a quite a good movie. And he, and he just like free dives from the, from the moon station, like to Earth. <laughs> no problem. They land so softly on the highway. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It's just like, uh, it's almost like that other movie, too. Escape from Glasgow. What was that? That was, that's the... Uh, or Snake Plissken's chick. That's the, yeah, that's a Neil Marshall movie. Rona Mitra's yeah. lead. Doomsday. Yes. Doomsday. Escape from Glasgow. That's, escape, that's straight up Escape from Glasgow. Where they must have paid money. I hope to so. To rip off some elements I that hope they ripped so. off. Because they did. All the way down to the... To, that's uh, what I'm saying. To the eye patch. It's so awesome. Yeah. And they use the carpenter. And then you watch movies. It's like, this isn't as good, guys. You can't, you can't yeah. reference it and make one that's not as good. Uh, what was the name of that fucking... Space prison movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Escape from the moon. Escape from the moon. The I want to rewatch Prometheus and Alien Covenant. The yeah. the Michael story. See now I want to remake all da- the David story. Now, now I want to remake all these bad Escape from movies and just put Snake Plissken in these fucking movies. I actually, put him in them. You can We can send him to a space prison. Exactly. We can do it all. And we'll cast. We'll just cast Wyatt Russell. Yeah. It's fine. We just got to do Cleveland first. We'll do Cleveland. It's like he's a strapping And then man. and then th- that that whole rocket his career. He can go join Marvel and do a DC movie. And then in fucking a couple years, let him age up a bit. And then we can do the sequels. Yes, we can do this. We can do this. Why don't we do this? Because we don't have any money. Oh, or the rights <laughs> and no stuff. one's willing to give us the money or the rights to any of these things. Even though we've been saying it for years now that they should be giving us this money and they're not giving it to us, despite all these great ideas flowing through us like like so much butter. I mean, I called the Infinity Gauntlet how long ago? Exactly. Exactly. You even said Endgame at one point. You're like, like I said. You're like, we're in the Endgame now. Like, holy shit, he called it. He called it. Um, all right, well, that's this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it very much. Remember to sign up for our Patreon. It's uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to all our bonus episodes. I'm sure many of you don't have time on your hands yeah, to check out what we're days. doing. Yes, these days. So uh, we just put out our Total Recall episode. That was a fun one. Quaid. Um, And then this week is... Part four of our 12-part psychology. We're a quarter of the way through. The golden era is over. Fishing this Friday with Out for Justice. So check that out, guys. And we will be back next week with episode 378. We'll try to watch some movies online. And then review them for you. 
Because, I mean, really, that's... That's all we got. <laughs> Either that or we hire some locals to, to put on plays for us in the neighborhood. Oh, of course, we forgot to go over the box office this week. It was zero. <laughs> yeah. Just say that. It's like second, <laughs> second week in a row. Yep. Zeros across the board. <laughs> that sucks. Trade zeros. That sucks. Um. Yep. All right. There we go, guys. Uh, oh, also, rest in peace, Stuart Gordon. You ever see Robot Jocks from yes. the nineties? Mm-hmm. The guy who did that in Reanimator. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know how many people die? It wasn't COVID related. That's good. He was just a sick old man. Well, yeah. I mean, that'll do it too. That'll do it as well. Peace out, everyone. PFT Media Production.